Lovely listeners, welcome back to Storystone. Today you get to go back to the beach with me. My goal on my vacation was to write two more episodes. Plenty of time, especially since we were quarantined at our beach house. Nowhere to go but the almost deserted beach. Makes for a good writing environment. Sitting stretched out on the swing bed in the covered back porch, listening to the waves and glancing up at them occasionally lost in thought. So I was sitting there trying to decide what to write about and I looked up to see a dog running on the beach. My daughter Ava has been begging me to tell the story of my dog Benji and church. So here it is Ava. Join me on this walk down the country lane for this episode of Storystone. I will be kicking that stone to the main road while I watch my dog Benji sniff at the tuft of grass and pee on everything in sight. I think he pees until he pees air. The sea opens our souls. Its vast expanse opens our heart space and the sounds of the rhythmic waves soothe us. The problem is sometimes we don't let it. Our human rational brain takes over and keeps us pulled in and tight. Now a dog, they have it figured out. We can learn something from them. They let the beach, the wide expanse of salty water, the sun, the wind, the sand, every bit of it open their soul and they revel in it. Have you ever watched a dog run on the beach? Let her off the leash and just let her go. She tears down that wide open expanse of sand, enjoying the utter freedom, running as fast as her body will take her with the salty air whipping through her ears, all the lovely smells blowing into her nostrils, bouncing into the waves and splashing the water all over her face. Oh, to be that carefree and happy. Not a care in the world, just enjoying every one of their senses to the fullest. Last night was a windy evening on the beach, perfect for flying our stunt kite. After throwing the kite straight up in the air, sending it shooting into the sky like a rocket, I stepped back to watch and wait for my daughter Ava to eventually lose control of the kite. It would crash into the sand and I would throw it back up. I was standing there when down the beach came a couple walking their dog, a big, bouncy, cream-colored, curly-haired Labradoodle. She was the most well-behaved Labradoodle I have ever seen. Staying close to her master's side, even though she was off a leash, she paused in her bouncy, happy walk to look up at the kite Ava was flying. You could see her tilt her head to the side in question when she saw it. She took a few more steps, then stopped again to look back up at that kite. She couldn't figure it out. A smart one, that dog. She walked slowly to Ava, and since her master told her it was okay to say hi, she sniffed Ava's legs, then hands, saw the handles of the kite, and followed the strings up to the kite. You could see recognition on her face when she saw what it was. Not some crazy-looking bird making scary loud airplane noises, just a toy the blonde girl was playing with. She bounced all around, ran into the surf, scooped a mouthful of water from the waves, shook her head, spitting the water out since she forgot it was salty. Then she ran happily back to her master to finish her freeing walk down the beach. Growing up, we used to go to the coast, not the beach. You see, in Oregon, we never called it the beach. I never knew why until one time I took my kids to visit the Oregon coast. Ava was around four, and her only memory of the beach was the sunny, white sugar sand beaches of the Florida Gulf with lukewarm water. After the nearly two-hour drive to the coast, little Ava saw the ocean and yelled, Pull over! I want to go to the beach! I want my swimsuit on! I want to go swimming! She started to throw a fit about it and cried and cried. It was a sunny day, but still with that cold Pacific wind, water, and sand. I tried to convince her that it was not warm enough to put a swimsuit on, but she wouldn't hear it. 
So we pulled over. She put her swimsuit on. She made it to the water even with the cold wind blowing. That was how strong her determination was. As soon as those cute little toes hit the water, she realized her mistake. She looked up at me shivering and cried, I want to go to the real beach. (laughs) Needless to say, the beaches didn't get crowded in Oregon. We would take our dogs, Benji and Sally, and just let them run. Sally, as you may remember, was the bird dog and she was in heaven. Sometimes she would start running down the miles and miles of beach and you'd wonder, would she ever come back? My dad would tease and say, well, maybe this time she will make it to California. (laughs) Benji was a dachshund mix, so his little legs didn't go too far. He was more interested in finding a dead rotten fish to roll in so that he could fill the car with the lovely scent of eau de toi stink on the way home. (laughs) Benji was my favorite dog. We find human soulmates, but we also find animal soulmates. Some dogs really bond with a person, and Benji was that dog for my sister and I. We were four and had moved to Klamath Falls while my dad was going to college. I have no idea what possessed my parents to get a dog. Can't imagine trying to juggle twin four-year-olds, college and work, plus a new puppy. Anyway, this is the story my dad told on our way to the beach. They went to the pound to find a dog, and Benji hadn't been there very long. He wasn't quite a year old yet, and he was very scrawny, skin and bones. He was the only small dog in the pound that day, but he hadn't been there long enough to meet his quarantine time in which his previous owners, if he had any, could claim him. But judging by how emaciated he was, he was most likely a stray. He had been found near the border of California. The pound kept trying to convince my mom and dad to get some other larger dogs, but they insisted it could only be Benji since he was so much smaller. He flashed those pitiful hound eyes at us and gave some serious shivers. We were hooked. Line and sinker. (laughs) Of all the dogs I've ever owned over the years, that dog could win an Oscar for the most pitiful performance. He could sit outside the sliding glass door on a 90 degree day, shivering with his little paw held up as if he was freezing cold, wet, and bedraggled. You'd have pity, let him in. He'd bounce on in, give you a lick on the leg as he went by and plop, panting on the couch. The man saw how enamored we were with that sweet little red colored doxy mix who was licking the identity blonde twins through the chain link cage and caved into the back of the station wagon he was placed while we sat in the back seat (laughs) that didn't last long over the back seat the cute little skinny dog jumped licking our squealing giggling faces back and forth back and forth he was so happy to have his forever home his dreams came true that day not only did he get one little girl with the hair of sunshine but two what a lucky little doggy That night, my mom came to hush us to go to sleep and found us both in the same little twin bed with Benji in the middle under the covers like a little red prince. Because of that dog, we ended up getting a double bed and sharing it for years, Bonnie, Benji, and I. Benji was one of those sweet, sweet dogs that never tried to bite or nip. Oh, he still had that little dog mentality, though, getting in several fights over the years with skunks and neighbor dogs. One fight with the neighbor's pit bull resulted in a broken jaw that had to be wired together like a little teeny tiny dog retainer. I will never forget seeing my dad break the plate he had been eating supper off of over the pit bull's head. That dog just held on, still not sure why it let go, but thank goodness it did. One night, he got into it with a skunk under the house. House smelled like a skunk for days, and I didn't realize the damage a skunk can do to a dog's face until I saw the gashes and subsequent drains the vet had to place in this poor doggy's face. That left Benji with a vengeful hate of skunks. 
One day he would get that skunk before it sprayed him. He tried and tried, but never succeeded. (laughs) One time my mom let us have a birthday sleepover. Several little girls all sleeping in a pile of bedding on the back covered porch when right at that lovely witching hour when everyone was finally drifting into lovely dreams, the dog and skunk tore it apart. The air was rent open with the dog barking as he chased the skunk back under the deck. You know what happens next. (laughs) You're saying, oh no. Oh yes, there came the skunk spray. So now not only was the air filled with the dog barking like a maniac and yelping with the pain of the skunk spray in his eyes, but now there are eight little girls screaming and trying to pile inside the house away from the putrid smell. I don't remember ever having a sleepover after that. I mean, maybe we had one friend at a time, but never to that degree. My poor mom. (laughs) Benji was really good at being a ninja. Let me explain. He loved to roam, rightly so since he was mixed with some sort of hound like a beagle or whatnot since he had a white spot on the center of his chest and he was a little bigger than a normal sized dachshund. A hound is bred for following the scent of a small animal. If you've had a hound, you know they just can't help themselves and off they go. So if he was out in the front yard, you'd say, Now, Benji, you stay right here. I've got my eye on you this time. I'm not going to let you run off again like you did last time. You'd be watching him closely and he'd look at you. Yes, ma'am. I will stay right here. See, I'm just nonchalantly sniffing this plant here. Or maybe I'll just sit down in the sun. Not going anywhere. Well, you'd take your eyes off that dog just for a second, and that little ninja would be gone. Nowhere to be found until an hour or so later, he'd come slinking back home down the gravel lane with the remains of a hamburger wrapper stuck to his fur from where he was tipping trash cans and rooting in them like a pig. Okay, Ava, are you ready? Because I am. Here's the story about Benji that Ava has been dying for me to tell you. If you walk down my gravel lane to the little paved road that was lined with houses, and then you walk to the end of that road, you came to my grandparents' house, which was on the edge of the large main road that ran right through the little town I grew up in. Directly across the street was a little gas station with a mini mart, and to the right of that was the church we went to. One time we had an evening summer service. Remember, summer in Oregon can have cool evenings without humidity, so it wasn't unusual to leave the doors and windows open to allow a breeze to blow through. We were all sitting in the service in the main sanctuary singing a hymn when who walks in? Benji! (laughs) He somehow squeezed his fat little body through a hole in the fence, walked down the gravel road, then the paved road, then across the main road without getting hit by a car. Then right up those church steps he trotted, looking for his little girls, following their scent through the foyer and right on down the main aisle. Oh, the joy it gave us to have our best friend just walk right down the aisle of church and hop up onto the pew to give us a wet kiss. My mom's face was that of shock, for the main sanctuary was one of reverence, and had anyone else had a dog in there? Ever? (laughs) No clue, but we had to whisk that naughty, lovely dog out as fast as we could. He was such a sweet boy. I once saw a sign that made me laugh and reminded me of Benji. It said, warning, this dog can't hold its liquor. No, not liquor like alcohol, but liquor. You know, liquor. Yeah. Think about it. You got it. Benji could lick you, not just on the face, but get you in the mouth a foot away. His tongue was a mile long, and he'd watch you talk and time his lick just right, so all of a sudden, there his tongue would be in your mouth. Yep. 
in your mouth. (laughs) I've talked to many people about their dogs. For you non-dog lovers out there, sorry, but we dog lovers are rather ridiculous, aren't we? We talk about our dogs like they're kids. Sorry, but they kind of are. They fill our days with those glimpses of pure joy and abandonment only a dog has. We show off pictures of them sleeping on their back like a tiny human, playing in the kiddie pool we bought them, or (laughs) the obligatory selfie with them after a long hike in the woods. It's not silly, right? Well, in my many conversations about dogs with my friends, one stands out. I work with a married couple named Nan and Diddy. Okay, okay, his name isn't really Diddy, it's David, but I rarely call him that. I love a name that I can interchange based on my mood, and, well, Diddy has stuck. Diddy is part daddy and David. I tease Diddy and tell him he's Eeyore, solid, there when you need him, but will give a good grumble just for grumble's sake. A dry sense of humor that will give you a good laugh. Nan, she's the opposite. If you want the Winnie Pooh analogy, then she is Tigger, bouncing, bubbly, and sees everything as sunshine and roses. We sometimes refer to Nana as Squirrel. Let me explain. You know the movie Up where every time the dog sees a squirrel, it gets completely distracted by it, no matter how important the job they were doing is? They tear off after that squirrel with joy. That's Nan. You will find a random piece of equipment on the counter and say, why is this here? Someone will say, oh, Nan was putting that away. Around the corner, Nan comes with a box of syringes in her hands, and you say, Hey, Nan, were you putting this away? (laughs) She will laugh and say, Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I was walking down the hall, stopped to laugh with Nancy about a case yesterday, which reminded me about what I made for lunch, which then reminded me I needed some 3cc syringes in room one. Squirrel! (laughs) Nan and Diddy have a dog named Xena. Zena Warrior Princess. She is a German shepherd that was bred for police work, but was going to be euthanized because she is blind. Yup, you know Nan couldn't help herself when her daughter brought home that sweet little blind puppy, saying, but mom, they were going to put her down. Diddy just grumbled about another mouth to feed and messes to deal with, how the puppy is just going to chew up and pee on everything he loves. But then when no one was looking, he whispered in her ear, you are the cutest little thing I ever saw. Yes, you are. Yes, you are. (laughs) Now, that little puppy has grown to an enormous size, and here's where it gets good. Yes, as she was growing, she had to learn to use her smell and hearing to navigate the world, bumping into things and falling down steps. But it is truly amazing how her other senses opened up and took over. She lives up to her breed, being the guard dog she was meant to be. It doesn't take eyesight to sniff out an intruder and let everyone know that she is allowing the pizza delivery boy to deliver that pizza only if she gets a piece. (laughs) Would you believe she can play fetch? Yeah, Nan will use a squeaky toy so Xena knows it's in Nan's hand. If it's a brand new toy, Nan will spit on it to get the scent going. Then once it's thrown, there Xena goes running to fetch it without even running off course. She will get close to it, stop, sniff, and pounce. Amazing, right? (laughs) I mean, I have had many a dog that you can fake out. You've done it, haven't you? Pretend to throw the ball, but just hide it behind your back and your dog can't figure out where it went. Not Xena. Smart Thing has tuned in so well to her sense of smell, she knows right where that squeaky toy is. And don't get me started on the bunny hunt, she goes on. One of her favorite pastimes is chasing the bunny rabbits in a nearby field. There goes the blind dog chasing the bunny better than my sister's beagle ever could. Rabbits do a zigzag run to keep predators off their tracks, but I guess yet again, because Xena isn't relying on her sense of sight, her smell and hearing are no match for the zigzag of a rabbit. 
Now, here's a pastime of Xena's that makes my heart melt a little. Xena loves to play in puddles after a hard rain. How in the world does she even know that puddle is there? But she does. Off she goes, running into that puddle and jumping around like a little child in her rain boots. Then stopping to sit and dry off in the sun, putting her nose in the air, sniffing the wind, and feeling the sun on her face. I would like to think that Xena's world is bigger and wider than ours. Limited by our vision, we tend to see what's around us, closing us off from all the world has to offer. Xena treats every day like she is at the beach, running with freedom and abandonment only the sea can evoke. Speaking of the beach, let's get back to that sweet little doggy of mine, Benji. Benji had an affinity for a good ride. He loved to ride in the wheelbarrow or wagon. He loved a good car ride where he could put his head out the window and smell everything. But his only downfall was he got car sick like his little girls did on a windy road. So now we will circle round and back on this story. We started at the beach, and so we must end at the beach. Or, in this case, the coast. It was always hard to judge what day would be a good day to go to the Oregon coast. It could be a hot 90 degree day inland all the way up to the sand dunes that hug the ocean. Once you made it right to the edge of the land where the land meets the sea, bam, the wind and rain would ruin your summer day. Sometimes it would be beautiful and sunny, but the dang wind would blow so hard. Here's what would happen. You'd get excited. The sun was shining and it was warm enough to finally break out a swimsuit on the beach, which I really only remember doing twice. Yes, twice in all the numerous times I went growing up. Twice with a swimsuit on the beach. So there you are trying to get your towel to lay flat on the sand, but the wind is blowing so hard it's almost impossible. The towel keeps trying to turn into a kite. So you put your feet on the bottom of the towel to hold it down, fall onto your knees, then quickly push it forward so you are there at least laying on your stomach on the beach on a towel in the sun in a bathing suit to tan. (laughs) Then here it is. The wind. The Oregon coast is made of wind. Wind howling around the old trees that are stunted in growth by the wind. Wind carving the sand dunes smooth. Wind that will blow so much sand over that bathing suited body to cover the skin like a piece of cloth. No sunscreen needed when your body is covered in a fine coating of sand. Case in point, you just never know what you'll get when you go to the coast. Every once in a while, you will find a blessed day of relative calm winds and sunshine. The water is still so cold, your feet will freeze just waiting in for a minute. But hey, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. <laughs> One thing was 100% certain though, the car sickness that happened on the drive to the coast. It always started off fine, but around the time you were weaving up and over the coastal pass, taking turn after turn, the two little girlies go from giggling to green. And then there is Benji, who must have had sympathy nausea. Next thing you know, he's puking onto the lap of one of the little nauseated girls. And well, I don't have to describe what happens next, just in case you have sympathy nausea like Benji. Let's just say the car was pulled off to the side of the road quickly. And thank goodness for my mom, who always packed an extra pair of pants for us. After that one time, yes, it only took once, the dogs always rode in a kennel in the back. Aw, poor doggies. Anyway, we've come full circle back to this beautiful beach. I wish you could see it. If you can right now, close your eyes and try to imagine it with me. Sit on the hanging bed with me that's on the covered back porch. It's big enough for two with a lot of comfy pillows. It's gently rocking back and forth. The grass on the dunes with its tall oats are blowing gently in the afternoon breeze. Waves curling endlessly, rhythmically, gently. 
sun bright on the sugar white sand, sparkling off the water. A group of pelicans glide over the waves like blue angel jet pilots, their wings almost touching the water as they swoop down in formation, then back up again. Sandpipers walking along the edge of the water looking for little tidbits to eat, and there comes a black lab. Running ahead of its owner, they throw a ball into the water and he bounds in with unbridled giddiness, then back out again and races after the seagull that catches his eye. Runs and runs. Let your heart open just like that dog does. Let the beauty and freedom fill your soul. Let the peace and happiness he feels on that beach fill you as well. Now I will leave you smiling at this thought. Enjoy the mental picture and thank you again for listening and supporting this episode of Storystone. Just don't forget, I am 100% listener supported. I need to give a shout out to my listener supporters. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. It fills me with such gratitude. Made me teary-eyed even when I logged into my podcast portal and saw my first supporters. I love, love, love writing these episodes and sharing them with you. I keep my expenses very low, so it doesn't take but a dollar or two from each of you every month to cover everything. If you would like to help support StoryStone, just pop over to my website, www.storystone.org and click on the listener support link at the top of the page. Or you can just click on the link in my bio on Instagram. No pressure though. Just the fact that you listened to this episode is a show of support. Did you know I have listeners from 11 different states and even someone from Canada? Whoever's in Canada, please give me a shout out. I can narrow down all of my other listeners, but you're one that I have no clue about. Oh wait, and who in the UK has clicked on my website? Hey, let me know. (laughs) It's exciting. So many of you have told me all the stories you have to share. Working more than full-time gives me little free time to work on my podcast, but don't worry. I write reminders for those of you that have told me they want to share. I will eventually get to you. I love to write, and Storystone gives me such a rewarding creative outlet. One day we will FaceTime, and the next you will be listening to your story on Storystone. I hope you have enjoyed this episode. You are amazing, and I think you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Come back to Escape Life in the next episode that is all about my friend Charles, a horse, and a dying woman. 